How's everybody doing this morning? Hope everyone is well. Um, it's been a while since I've uh, been up here, and uh, to be honest, it's kind of it's out of practice. I feel out of practice, but I know that uh, God is with me, and um, wherever He says to go, I will go, and I believe and trust that He will give me everything that I need, because He and that's what He promises in His Word. So uh, here I am today, and uh, before we start, I'd just like to pray over the message and just, uh, you know, that uh, we'd be able to receive this word this morning. <clears throat> Jesus, Jesus, Heavenly Father, God, we, uh, we thank you, Lord God, for, for who you are, Lord Jesus, for, uh, for calling us, Lord Jesus, not because we have anything in us that is um, useful, God, but you give us everything that we need, Lord, in advance, Lord Jesus. All we need is to follow you, Lord God. I pray, God, that you would open our hearts this morning, Lord Jesus, to receive what you have for us, that you'd help us, God, to be aware, Lord, um, just of the uh, the increasingly evil times that we live in, Lord God, and it's not getting any better, Lord, and I just pray, God, that you would help us, God, to to uh, just to surrender to you, Lord Jesus, to, uh, Father God, just to follow you, Lord, to ask you, God, for strength for provision, God, help us, God, to uh, discern just the times that we are living in, and I just pray that you give us all that we need, Lord Jesus, to be stewards of your word, stewards of your gospel, Lord God, people who will stand for truth, who will stand for righteousness, Lord, who will follow you, God. Just open our hearts, Lord Jesus, in the precious name Jesus, I pray. <clears throat> so like I mentioned we live in some pretty interesting times. I mean, it doesn't take a, you don't have to search too far to see that um, the times that we live in are pretty scary. And uh, to be honest, I mean, I don't, we have not seen anything yet. And uh, all the more reason to be mindful of what God has entrusted us with. He's entrusted us, like we heard last week, uh, you know, with this uh, deposit, which is the Holy Spirit, right? So the key principle about this series is that we were entrusted first with his life and love and entrusted with his word and spirit to grow, entrusted with his body to love and practice and entrusted to walk worthy of his call. See, you'll hear this word a million times, but I think we need to understand this. I need to understand this. We are pretty forgetful human beings. I mean, we have like the attention span of Dory and Nemo, and we tend to forget things quickly. Uh, that's just the honest truth. <laughs> no other ways of getting behind that. So uh, there are more direct and indirect uses of the word, and as you read different translations of the Bible, I mean, in trusting, you'll see trust. Um, it is fascinating to see that things, um, uh, to see all the things that we were entrusted with. You know, the common thread through all of these examples is someone trusted, thus entrusted, so someone to take care of the item. So God has given us something. He's given us life. He's given us the Holy Spirit, and he has entrusted us with the gospel to uh, you know, be the disciples that we have been called to be, but also to make disciples, right? So they were not given uh, to someone to squander or take lightly. They were given intentionally with the full expectation that they would be cared for as if the one entrusted the items was still caring for it. And I think that's the distinction that we have to make, right? 
So the, uh, if you go to slide two, in the entrusting aspect, so on the basis of certain facts, a relationship has been established between two parties. Now there must be actual evidence to prove that one has made that commitment. This is the aspect of entrusting oneself to that second party. In our Bibles, we see two phrases that reflect this entrusting aspect of commitment. Deny yourself and take up your cross daily. Like we learned last week, just to, just to recap a little bit, there is a connection between this deposit and, the living, and living well in order to love well. Um, what if we haven't realized this connection and have failed to, in keeping this, this deposit? Would this affect the way we live? Absolutely. You know, um, what is this good deposit and that we speak of? Like we heard last week, it is the Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit comes uh, his resurrection power, you know, redemption, salvation, the gifts of the Spirit. That's what we have been entrusted with as believers and followers of Christ. So uh, also, just a little quick re recap, you know, Paul was in prison. When he was in prison, he wrote a few letters, and the last letters that he wrote were to Timothy. And uh, he charged Timothy to guard what was given to him by God, to be the steward of it, as he, Paul, was a guardian of it as well. And so Timothy would pass it on. What Christ entrusted to Paul was passed down to Timothy and so on, and they were stewards of what they had been given. Right, so that's a little bit of a recap of what we learned last week. So we'll be looking at a different aspect of entrusting, and again, you'll hear that word a million times, but, and we need to get it in our heads. Um, so this aspect of uh, entrusting is that God has given us life. He has given us this body. He has given us time. It's not our time. It's not, it's not our bodies. It's his. He created all things. Everything belongs to him. So and we'll be looking at that uh, aspect of it. And there's six things that we will um, be, uh, like to consider. And is it really my life? Number one. Number two, God owns everything. Number three, I am a manager Number four, healthy attitudes of good managers. Five, unhealthy attitudes of bad managers, because those exist. We all have those. <laughs> and lastly, life does not end on earth. And as we go through this, you'll uh, understand a little more clearly. Um, so, you know, our lives, if you go to, to the next, next slide there, Almeida, thank you. Our lives are not our own. We often hear, you know, songs and people, um, and just in our culture is just saturated with self, with seeking. Uh, I mean, what you want, what you desire. You know, the, you hear songs constantly, music, anything that we, we, we see. We go to schools, and it's all about me, 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 me. It's all about pursuing what you want to pursue, right? We're saturated in this culture. And... Um, we got to be mindful and we got to be careful of who we even spend time with because the very people that we spend time with can influence our way of thinking also. And that's how we fall into distraction. That's how we fall into things that we should not be pursuing. And it takes us away from the work of God. And clearly, God has given us a purpose and we cannot fall, do what we are purposed to do whenever we are pursuing other things or we're constantly consumed by distractions or living for oneself which only brings destruction by the way I mean there's not really 
any happy stories or, you know, you watch these movies with happy endings. When you're pursuing self, it's not really a happy ending, to be honest. Um, so the question is, you know, did we create ourselves or do we have a creator God who created us? And the obvious answer to that is God created us. We can't create ourselves. You know, we answer to someone. We answer to God at the end of the day. And when we think about our life, we must realize that it does not belong to us, but has been given to us by God. So if God is our creator, we are only stewards and not owners. So I have a few verses here in Psalms 24, 1 to 2. The earth is the Lord's and all it contains, the world and those who dwell in it. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. And we have Ecclesiastes, uh, Ecclesiastes here, 5.15. As he had come naked from his mother's womb, so will uh, he return as he came. He will take nothing from the fruit of his labor that he can carry in his hand. And that is just a fact of life. We can't bring anything with us when we die. And uh, there's a lot of people that live their lives that like they can, they, they just build up all this all this wealth, and, and they just don't know how quickly life could escape you, how quickly just an accident can happen and, uh, to disabilitate you at the same time, and just people don't think about that. And um, just moving on to the next slide here, God owns everything. If nothing belongs to us, we are only to be stewards of what he has entrusted to us. Once we recognize that he owns everything that we have, it also brings with it, the responsibility to be wise stewards of what God has given us. You know, and uh, there's this pretty thought-provoking quote here by C.S. Lewis that I have on the board here. Uh, Every faculty you have, your power of thinking or of moving your limbs from moment to moment is given by God. If you devoted every moment of your whole life exclusively to his service, you could not give him anything that was not, in a sense, his own already. Right? I think that's, uh, when you think about that, <laughs> makes you think for sure. Um, the next slide here, um, I am a manager. That's what we will be talking about mostly today, about stewardship. You know, again, we have been entrusted this body, this life. So, <laughs> yeah, don't be that kind of manager, though, if you guys are familiar with Michael Scott. <laughs> don't be that kind of manager. That's not the kind of manager you want to be. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, <laughs> typically when stewardship is brought up, oftentimes we think only about money, but stewardship is more than money. It is managing that the managing of our entire life, our entire being, every minute, every hour of the day, right? And um, uh, the dictionary meaning of the word stewardship is the conducting uh, supervision or managing of something, especially the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. Um, this life, if you go to the next slide, um, has been entrusted to our care. It does not belong to us. And if it has been entrusted to us, we will also have to give an account of it to the one who gave it to us. Stewardship is then learning how to manage the life that God has given us. You know, before sin entered the human race, you know, God created a garden in the beginning and entrusted two people to, to have dominion over, to take care of what he had created. It was Adam and Eve. And uh, whenever, so he entrusted the earth and all the animals and the plants 
to them so that they may service it, that, so that they may take care of it. But once sin entered it, obviously we know the story, uh, it kind of shifted from uh, humanity's focus was uh, turned to ownership rather than, and, and forgot the responsibility that they had as managers. And I mean, you don't have to really look far. I mean, we have two, what, what 7.8 billion people on the face of the planet. And are we <laughs> taking care of the planet? I'm not sure. <laughs> I think that remains to be seen. But um, again, I'll repeat it here. Uh, everything we have is given to us by God. Uh, unless we recognize this truth, we will not be good managers of what he has entrusted to us. So do we see ourselves as owners or stewards? Because the answer to that question makes all the difference. And I have this one last quote here by uh, Jim Elliott. Uh, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. This is a man that lived by those words, I mean, even to the point of death. Uh, however, I mean, his life was not uh, spent in vain. I mean, he, uh, his death, I mean, influenced countless people, countless people for Christ. I mean, the good that came out of that was something that, I mean, as humans, we cannot comprehend. Only God can do something like that, right? And the redemption and the, uh, the forgiveness that came afterwards uh, was quite uh, a sight to see, you know? Um, so if we were to continue, we're going to look at the efficiency, at uh, the efficient, uh, efficient stewardship. So number four here, healthy attitudes of good managers. Um, all of us have been given a little chunk of eternity, uh, call time, and all of us will someday give an account uh, to God for how we have used it, right? So we must seize every opportunity God gives us as long as, it, as, it, it's, uh, as it's still called today in Hebrews 3.13. This concept is called stewardship. The Bible says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil, and again, I mean, you don't have to look far to see that there's, we live in some evil days. And uh, we got to be careful uh, with the time that we have. And we can't just use it sparingly. Um, we are to make the best use of time that God has given us, especially in the light of the fact that there are so many opportunities to abuse it. And I'm guilty of that. And I'm, I'm sure that I think we could all say that we are also. You know, it is God's desire that we recognize our time according to the priorities of God first and others, which would include, you know, our uh, spouses. I don't have a spouse, but I mean, I mean, family, uh, your kids, uh, everything. And then you're at the bottom of the list. We should be at the bottom as a priority. Uh, we should be at the bottom of the list, you know. So time, if you go to the next slide here, is very precious, very few other things are so valuable. God hands out time only sparingly, and all of us know that when items become sparingly, they become valuable. So time is a scarce commodity. Each of us is given just one moment at a time, and each new moment comes only when the previous moment is taken uh, back into eternity. So time is not to be wasted. Time is very brief. You know, David in Psalms, 89, you know, remember how short my time is. Uh, life is uncertain. If a person lives a full life, it's only about 30,000, give or take, days. 30,000 days. 
is about the lifespan of a human. I mean, I can't speak for all the other countries, but in Canada, it's pretty much, pretty much what it is. Uh, none of us know when physical life uh, will be snatched away, but the Bible admonishes us to count the days, not the years. The poet says, life at its best is short. Time flies so very fast. Lord, help me not to waste this day, lest it should fade away. You know, so God has made each one of us uniquely different. Our uh, natural talents and spiritual gifts are given to us by God, so wait upon God's leading to see where he wants our abilities and talents and gifts to be used. You see, it's not, it's not us. We're not the ones supposed to build God's kingdom. God has said multiple times in his word, uh, it's my kingdom, it's his kingdom. He's the one that builds the foundation. He is the one that points us in the direction that we ought to go to to uh, to bring his kingdom forward because we've tried many times in this church where we have tried to bring things forward we tried to open doors ourselves and it's produced no fruit and all that time was wasted there but there has been a lot of many uh, different opportunities where we have just followed God's leading and the doors have just flung wide open and it's affected many people and, and as long as we continue to do that uh, we will see um, we won't see wasted time, but we will see uh, a people who is um, working towards building God's kingdom. Again, he's the one that invites us. Not only are we born with natural abilities, but we also have the Bible. And also, the Bible tells us we are given special abilities uh, called spiritual gifts. The Holy Spirit gives us, you know, the deposit gives us the special gifts as he choose, chooses to build his kingdom. Right, so God created every person with natural abilities, but not every person has the Holy Spirit. That is reserved for those who follow and have faith in Jesus Christ. You know, only only uh, people who have faith in Jesus Christ can have that deposit of the Holy Spirit, like we we heard um, last weekend. So moving on to the next one, um, unhealthy attitudes of bad managers. And it's just the best part, right? <laughs> I think we we have, we all fall into we can probably uh, fall into a lot of these categories and the things that I'll be going through here. Um, our behaviors and actions actions show what we believe to be true about God. Uh, in the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, you know, you see Jesus tells us about this entrustment by referring to the entrustment as his goods, his property. It was not the steward's goods or properties. It was his. And he was entrusting his servants with his property, his goods. And that's, that's how we should see it. Uh, but the third servant in the parable uh, that had the, uh, the, uh, the, the single talent in this parable about the talents, his belief about his master was that he was a harsh man. And the result, uh, result of that is that he was afraid of his master. This obviously was an unhealthy fear, um, not a fear of reverence and honor, uh, but of punishment. This servant seemed more worried about himself than the care of his master's things. He offered excuses for his lack of actions, and don't, don't we do that? I mean, I just... I stopped counting the times that I've just kind of squandered my time or God has been showing me something and I've, I didn't act on it right away. And the first thing, whenever God exposes this in you, the first thing that comes in your mind is all the excuses. 
but I know full well that it's my responsibility. It's my own fault, right? Uh, he's entrusted me with something, and I have not been using it properly. And, but yet, the excuses come. I could, I'd love to use his excuses, but I know when my mom comes and approaches me that she is right <laughs> pretty much 100% of the time. So I don't even bother saying excuses because they don't work. They don't work on her. She sees right through it. So excuses don't work. You can never get away with anything. So that's a good thing, you know. <laughs> it's a good thing, but it can be uh, exhausting. But it's, all I had to do is do what I'm what I ought to do, you know, <laughs> I could avoid all this. <laughs> God is good, despite it. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> our understanding about God uh, will oftentimes hinder us from being good managers. So our God is not waiting with a stick to punish us, but he is a God who loves us and wants uh, us to make the best of all the time that he has given us. So uh, moving on to the next slide here, we have another hindrance is being a good, in being a good um, um, being good managers is just plain laziness, guilty, and um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys are familiar with the sloth or have ever seen it move, but it's like I'm, I'm no I'm not joking. They're insanely slow. You know, there's a reason why they call it the sin of slothfulness. You know, they call that for, uh, call it that for a reason because they're really slow animals. You got to see it if you haven't seen it. It's pretty. Uh, it's something else. <laughs> but uh, our God is not waiting. Uh, okay, wait. No. Um, so a bad steward wastes. Um, okay. So a good steward makes use of every opportunity, but a bad steward wastes every opportunity. Mm-hmm. So going on to the next slide here. Wrong ways to use time. So time is often wasted by engaging in useless conversation. You know, one of the experiences uh, encountered by the Apostle Paul in his ministry, and you'll find that in like uh, Acts 17, where he goes to Athens and he, he's meeting um, the, the, these group of ph- uh, philosophers and all they're doing is talking about new ideas, old ideas. They're always looking for that new fascinating idea, but all of it is just, it's just foolishness. It's all foolish talk. It's not productive. It's, uh, and at the end of the day, really, I mean, when you think of it, there's nothing really new under the sun. I mean, you listen to, uh, I like philosophy, so like a lot of the philosophers today, I mean, they're still stuck on old ideas, and they're always bringing old ideas. There's nothing really new to the table. And uh, they, some people spend their entire lives doing this. And I'm like, what a, it's a huge waste of time. <laughs> huge waste of time, you know? Um, but this kind of conversation is often called small talk. Solomon speaks about it in Proverbs 15, 2, when he says, The mouth of fools pour out foolishness. The word, of foolish, uh, the word foolishness in the text speaks of useless talk. Uh, other ways that uh, um, we spend our time wrong, wrongly would be uh, just another time waster centers around unprofitable consumption of literature and television. That could be... And just a couple things here, you know, daily news articles, social or cultural phenomenons, uh, new television shows or movies. There's a bunch of things that we spend our time unwisely uh, doing. And, I mean, guilty. I do it a lot. I mean, if, if we were all to examine our lives, and I'm almost ashamed to say, but I spend several hours wasting my time. Because <laughs> uh, I, like, I like to know things. I'm always in the news I'm always uh, reading things, but it's not, it's not all a waste of time because I, I do 
I do search out some pretty legit stuff there. I mean, especially when it comes to the Word of God. But there's a lot of other time throughout my day that is just completely wasted on just ridiculous things. And it takes me away from the heart of God. And uh, I, I want to rectify that. And it was hard to do, to work on this message because I came to realization that a lot of this stuff I was not doing properly, right? And I think we should all seek to, uh, uh, to seek God and his heart for us and his purpose. And, and the more we're in his word, the more we realize just how, just how much foolishness there is out there, how much, uh, just how everything around us is temporary. You know, nothing... Uh, nothing lasts forever. The only thing that lasts forever is, is, is Christ and his word. And that's what we should be focusing on as a church. And if we are to affect change in our culture, in our society, we're not going to do it by partaking in what they're partaking in. It's not, it's not going to work that way. You know? So, um, yeah, that's it for that one here. Um, let's move on to the right ways of using um, our time. So the word, uh, if we were to go back to Ephesians five sixteen, you know they use the word redeem. The word redeem here is um, means to buy up the time so as to get full value out of it. So, but um, how can we make the best use of our time? What are some right ways to use the time which God um, allots to us? And we'll. Uh, Figure this out in the next slide. We have a couple. I got a couple, a few things here. You know, we should practice <laughs> diligence <laughs> in daily work. You know, God's people are not to be poor workers. Uh, the name of Christ is not to be laughed at because we do careless, shoddy work. You know, if we proclaim to be Christians and we're we're not even giving our our hundred percent at work, people are just just gonna laugh at us. They're gonna laugh at Christ because we're proclaiming His name. Right, and we're at work, and we're doing a, a crappy job. They're they're gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna be uh, influenced for Christ whatsoever uh, if we do that. So it uh, becomes our responsibility to do our work diligently, whether that work is in the office, the shop, the classroom, the kitchen, wherever it may be. Uh, do it as unto the Lord. Our work should always be done with the single aim of pleasing God. Every, uh, every one of us should resolve uh, to work creatively and diligently while on the job so that when our day is completed, we can sit down with confidence knowing that we did the best with the time allotted to us. You know, uh, another thing here, we should engage in regular study of the Bible. It was, um, if we are to know the work of Christ better, uh, we need to be in our word. It needs to be. It needs to be a habit. It needs to be just as natural as eating in our, our daily lives. Because again, you know, God's word is food for our soul. It is compared to milk, the meat and the bread that sustains us. And if we are to be sustained in the evil times that we are in, we need to be close to God. We need to be in His words. So Jesus says that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And uh, the next one here, there are many occasions when we can engage in prayer. And I can, I can think of just when I look through my day, there's many little bubbles of time where I'm really not doing anything at all. Or like when I'm driving um, to and back from my work, you got those time periods where um, I've been, uh, uh, where 
it just you know we have like groups on on, on Messenger on, on Facebook and we're connected with the church and uh, we have the men's group and there's always prayer requests coming in you know and like whenever I see those and I'm in the car I'm praying for it in the car but I don't always do it but I, I need <laughs> I want to do it more because I, I see the importance of prayer and we might not all know how prayer works but that we but we know that it works because when we look in this church there has many there has been many answered prayers Amen. from people. Uh, <clears throat> have been provided for, have been given um, their health back, all kinds of things that we can attest that God has, has brought to his people. God is a good father and he loves us. And we know that prayer, we know that prayer works. So it is, it is vital to our survival that we, uh, we look at our, our days uh, and, and look at those times throughout our day where we're just not not getting the full, well, we're just, we're not doing all that we could do in that day, and we got to focus on, on the things of God. We've got to focus on prayer. And the next one here is, uh, if, God, uh, if God's people are actively engaged in doing good, in witnessing for Christ, in mortifying the flesh, in crucifying evil passions, they will hardly have time to be caught up in the grips of temporary earthly amusements. Always there's a message to write. There's always a neighbor to visit. There's always somebody. My dad was just sharing with me how you just meet up. He just, in the last couple days, he met up with people that were just open with him. And he didn't have to say anything. He just spewed everything in front of him, you know. So there's always people that God is leading us to. But we have to be aware. We have to be awake to the fact that God is leading us there in the first place. And exactly, if you don't know what to say, if you don't know... Be, be there to listen and trust and know that God will give you exactly what you need at that appointed time. Because he always does. So, uh, and another thing here to consider and look at ways to better organize in our daily lives. God knows I need help with that. Uh, organization is not exactly one of my strong suits. Uh, I remember I had this teacher in, um, uh, at Summit when I was at Bible school. This man... Uh, was not only a teacher, but he was also studying pretty much full time. Uh, he was getting his master's degrees and all kinds of stuff too, and uh, he had other responsibilities on campus as a leader. And um, he he had every every half hour of his day accounted for. He had this like schedule, and I, I remember I had like a meeting with him, and he, he shows me the schedule, and my jaw drops because it's all color-coded. Every, <laughs> literally, there is not one part of the day that was not accounted for. And he, had, and he was a man, I mean, known for prayer too. I mean, he'd, he'd walk on campus. He'd have like 30-minute prayer walks during his schedule where he'd go out and walk for prayer. There's no time wasted with this man. This man had his priorities on God, and he was set, dead set on accomplishing and, and uh, not wasting any time at all. And I'm like, how do I do that? <laughs> you know, but uh, I just, uh, this man, uh, I'll always remember, always remember him. Um, just for, uh, just for, you just, you just never wasted time. You know, so uh, just to uh, conclude here, we'll look at the, the last thing. You know, life does not end on earth. Not many people are sure what lies behind the grave, but you can be sure that there's one answer. I mean, if we were to think of it and you look at just the, the splendor of the universe, you look at just the law, the immutable laws and everything that keeps the, the, the universe in, in, uh, together and in order, there's just one answer for each and every one of those. And for each and every one of those, God is the sole author 
an answer to all of them, all of it, you know, because he is the one that created all things, that holds everything in his hands, that keeps everything in place. And, uh, yeah, each day passes by so quickly. The shadows towards uh, evening get longer. The sun sets. The date on the calendar is crossed out, and it will never come again. But how you live your today will impact your tomorrow when you exit this life. Everyone born on earth is headed towards eternity. We were made we were made for it. And so stewardship of life means that we live our lives in the light of eternity. And that's what we need to be known for, especially today in these times. We need God more than ever in our lives. We need to be uh, focused on him now more than ever. We need to stay away from distraction now more than ever. We need to, be, uh, we need to stay away from uh, unproductive things now more than ever. And we need to focus on him, on his kingdom, on the lost, on the many lost around us. And there are many. Uh, Paul understood this when he wrote about what our true ambition uh, should be, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to God. Paul said that because he lived with his heart fixed on eternity, accordingly he wanted to spend his time in a way that pleased him. And these are some of the benefits. If you go to the uh, next slide. You know, first you discover meaning and hope in today as pleasing God becomes your purpose. So the closer we get to God, the more satis- satisfied we are. The closer we get to God, the more peace we have, the more joy we have, the more just life that we have. And again, it's not meant for us. God has entrusted that to us, and we are to be examples as Christians, as believers, as followers of Christ, to the people who do not have an example. And we've heard it before, um, where the majority of the people, the only Bible they will see is you. And uh, if we're not um, in our word, if, if we're not careful with the lives that God has entrusted us, we we will produce very little fruit. And uh, we should be afraid of that. Mm-hmm. I know that I am uh, ever increasingly. And secondly, there's a promise of a future reward for being a good manager. You know, going back to the pr- uh, parable of talents, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. You know, so our treasures belong to God. It is not our money it is his. It is not our time. It is his. It is not our abilities and talents and gifts. Those all belong to God, and he is the giver. So we must uh, make wise, eternal investments. And I just want to end with this slide here. It's a quote by uh, Tony Evans. When you invest your time, talent, and treasure in the eternal, uh, your investments have divine returns. So with that said today, I think uh, we all need to take some time, and I've been taking more time just to realize how foolish I've been with my, with my time. I've wasted a lot of time, and uh, like I said at the beginning, I, I want to rectify that, and I hope as a body of believers, as a church congregation, we will do the same, and we'll be mindful, and we won't be so focused on on what we're looking at, but we'll be focused on Christ because the picture is so much bigger, so much bigger than what we see. And the closer we are to God, the more we'll understand, the more we'll see that bigger picture, 
the more we'll see his purpose and his plan for our lives. And that's why we need to spend that time in the word, spend that time with each other, with believers who will, who will edify one, of them, uh, one another. We all have gifts. We all have, we all have talents. We all have abilities. We all have gifts of the spirit that God has bestowed upon us. And that's meant for, for, for us, for all of us. And it's meant for the people who do not know who God is. So I just wanted to end in prayer before we finish. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord God, for your word. I thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your grace in dealing with your children, God. I thank you, God, for just revealing your truth to us, Lord God, for for just allowing us to, to see a glimpse of, of, of your light, Lord Jesus. And I pray, God, that you would um, just continue to work in our lives, Lord, that you would continue to expose things that are not of you. God, help us, God, to, to, to stay on the path of righteousness, to stay focused on you, Lord Jesus. Help us, God, not to be distracted by the many things around us. I pray, God, that you would strengthen us, Lord God, that you would give us what we need, that you would make us aware just of just the wickedness that we live around, Lord God, and how important it is to, to be by your side through all of it, Lord Jesus, because without you, we cannot stand. Without you, Lord, we're just a ship without an anchor in the ocean, Lord God. We need, we need you, Lord. Help us to be aware, God, of how much we need you. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. As we end this service, we want to thank all of you for coming out. And I think that the reality of the, the belief, where do you stand? Do you see yourself as an owner or a manager? It really makes a big difference. And it doesn't take a whole lot for me to understand where most people stand on that. We just have to look at how we are prioritizing our life, and we get to see right off the bat what we believe. But when we turn and fix our eyes once again to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, something happens fundamentally in your heart and your ability to live out life in a way that is so fulfilling and satisfying that is not really actually just about us anymore. It's about something so much bigger and God just took you out of where you were and said, hey, listen, you're part of this big thing, this big picture. And most of us, we never get it. We never get it. But I believe that God has given us this series in order for us to say, hey, listen, I've been entrusted with a whole lot. It has nothing to do about where I come from and what I've experienced. This has nothing. It doesn't define what God has entrusted me with. But we make it about that, don't we? And it is time that we stand and we go forward saying, God, I'm going to be defined by what you've called out to me. And you've entrusted me with many things, not because I have the skill to do it, but because you are going to give me what I need to do it. It, It's just actually totally different. And so God is calling us, his people, to rise again, to say, God, here I am. And I am not going to make it about all of these things. I'm going to work this out, but I am going to realign my thoughts and believe once again that you have chosen me that you've discovered and called me out and said you are well-loved, that you're special, you're marvelously made, and God said, I'm going to bring you into my plan in order to bring and raise you up to help me build the kingdom here on earth. Oh, beloved, you were given everything you needed to build. And God is saying, why don't you just let go of the insecurity, let go of the fear, let go of the pain, let go of the hurt, let go 
of the insecurity and let me build. Let me do this through you. That's where surrender comes into play. This is where the entrusting is not only what God, remember what he said, is that God has entrusted us, but we need to entrust ourselves into someone who will never, ever fail us. He will never abandon us. That is why we can live this way. Because he is a great God, amen? Let's stand and let's say our goodbyes to everybody. Make sure you, you follow the arrows as you go out. Continue watching us and following, uh, following us next week. We're talking about the resources of how do we love one another. If God entrusted his life, how do we do this? You can't miss it. I think it's going to be a great message. May God bless you. May he keep you. May he remind you what you heard today. And know this, that he will give you the power to prioritize your time and to get back on track. Because sometimes it is about stop focusing on what we've gone through, focusing on what he has done for you. Amen? You are not alone. God is with you and for you, and he will guide you through it. Amen? May God bless you.